Right. Anyway. Um, oh, he has actually pressed the button. Welcome to Game of Nodes, a weekly podcast on the cosmos from independent validator teams. Uh, hello and welcome to Game of Nodes, a weekly podcast on the Cosmos from independent validator teams. This week we've got Zeke and Noah from Dow Dow. We're going to talk Dow Dow 2, Dow Harder, <laughs> and uh, a variety of other things that have happened in the last week. Um, obviously, we've, you know, basically completely because of this podcast, the hottest meme in the Cosmos is the corporate meme. I think, yeah, that's basically, basically Game of Nodes. Right. <laughs> basically. <laughs> Well, you know, people just people want in on that one. So, Lockpain and I got shamed for the corporate for, for yeah, using I the saw corporate. that. Somebody was I not a fan, that. huh? I had, I had that in the spreadsheet, Schultzy. I That's saw it further like, down oh. the list, Schultzy. Come on, bro. Uh, uh, no, okay, just, okay. I, we should skip right ahead to this, Schultzy. Yep. Come on, yes, yeah, I love it. So, what the, the, tell us what I saw was somebody on, on Twitter having a go at you, right? But what was the what was their deal? What was their problem? You know, I'm not really sure. What it, what it seemed like was it seemed like the issue was that other NFTs like people can just buy into, and therefore like it's accessible to anyone. Whereas the corporate stuff, it wasn't an NFT, and therefore only the in crowd could use it. That's my read on what he was saying, and I was kind of like, but this is all voluntary. If you ask for it, then you will receive. So that makes it kind of it, more accessible. Yeah, it was really, really strange argument. I think what he's saying is that validators having like just fun was not professional, and that it shouldn't be like done, and so that they were undelegating. <laughs> but yeah, that, you're right. That was definitely part of it as well. Of like the other stuff is all fun and games, but I I delegate to you because I want a professional outfit. I forgot about that that aspect of it. Uh, Cle- clearly not a watcher of this show. <laughs> clearly, I've never seen Game of Notes. Yeah, we. I definitely lose um, delegations every Wednesday at twenty one hundred. So it's like, so so the argument is like, oh, because this is actually spontaneous internet culture, and I can't financially engage with it to buy uh, to mint a shit NFT that will decline in value. I feel gatekept and excluded. Look, nothing against the dude. It, it didn't seem like what he was saying made much sense to us, but I'm sure he's got his own reasons for wanting a professional validator that doesn't have fun. What do you well, been called politic for? Where's the real null? <laughs> it's like evasion of the body snatchers over there in Australia. What's going on? I'm, wear, I'm wearing my corporate attire today. I have to be more professional. Mm. <laughs> so what you're saying is that if uh, people want to undelegate from the unprofessional uh, Goose 5 validators... They can redelegate to King Nodes. For, yeah, because it's for, still for it's still Christmas here. Yeah, what the fuck? It's fucking <laughs> February. <laughs> is, still... that, is that a Christmas tree? <laughs> it is. It's a Christmas tree. Yeah. <laughs> With four inches of dust on it. So um, I'm actually like, I'm back in. Remember the the place where my um my internet always used to fuck up. I'm back in that town and back in that house. It's like this other dude's house. Who I don't so really know very well. It's actually at, that, that's where I was outside. It was the internet was fucking up bad, so I was out like hanging it in a tree. So it's it's pretty good now. Yeah. So your phone's your phone's up the tree, and you're, yeah, my you're phone's outside good. in the tree. 
Sensational. Okay, rural, <laughs> sensational. Rural Australia, folks. Rural Australia. <laughs> ah, Block Payne in the chat. Another man who's been shamed for his corporate affiliation. Yep. Love it. Uh, <laughs> I really want to uh, see the rest of Zeke's room there. Like, uh, what the closet? The closet. Well, is he in the closet? Like, it's yes. That's a. You've been in closets, right? That's a closet. Like, I know what a closet looks like. It looks like he's rented a very small amount of office space and just like hung everything he owns on the walls. Yeah, I, I, I give you a full tour of my. It's actually, it's actually clean right now. It's my closet office. Look at that. Oh, that works. wow. It is actually a closet for an office. Holy shit. Legitimately, just a walk in closet. This is, my, this is my room. Yeah. Okay. My bike. There's a bike. Huh? This is what I look like. Wow. <laughs> it's pretty is good. That- Holy shit, man. Is there like, is there a bedroom? Is there a bathroom there? Is this like uh, college? It's the window. Oh, no, no, no. Well, I've got it. There's a living room as well. This is this is my office suite, as they it's say. Office suite. <laughs> there is a bathroom <laughs> around the corner. Right. I'm so confused, man. Is this is this attic? Like, is this at college or something? Or is no, there no, like no, this is a, this is a adult? living situation in the Bay Area. <laughs> so, so, no, in other countries that aren't Australia, they have, they have two things, right? They have a shortage of space, and they also have buildings that are more than one story. Um, <laughs> like, it's, it's wild, right? You should really... Denver is going to blow your mind, right? No, there's a lot of places there that are three, four there, stories. This house has five bedrooms, and no one lives here. <laughs> Australia. Australia. <laughs> yeah, Australia. How much does it cost? I don't know. It doesn't cost me anything. I just I called the dude one day and asked him if I could stay here when I'm in town. And he said, yes. It's like a friend of a friend and he's never here. He's a helicopter mechanic. Wow. Yeah, it's like, it's it's pretty, like Christmas tree. Okay. Christmas so it's like, now. it's on a farm too. It's like, whoa. This is, Oh, yeah. You, you grass at, that. at your house? Oh my god! Friend of a friend's house. Holy shit! You have grass? <laughs> yeah, man. It's like a whole ass uh, paddock out here and shit. There's cows somewhere. Paddock, oh, bloody like, duh. Uh, this is the goal right here. There it is. Yeah, I always come from like unique locations every week. <laughs> yeah, to be to be fair, you've you guys have got like a, a lot of grassland in the Midwest. You could. <laughs> You could go to, you know, you could get yourself a farm yeah. out there, podcast from the farm. Wouldn't have to be in a closet. <laughs> that's an office. It's, sorry, the, the walking office. That's a. Harvey says bing bong. bing bong in the background. Maybe he saw a, <laughs> did he see a kangaroo or something out there? No, I think I think there's an excess oh. N in there. Oh right, there's a there's a bong <laughs> on the shelf. I need to figure out where we get this stuff today. Yeah, there you go. For Perfect. Our, our, our viewership. Perfect. Zeke, that's yeah. your that's your inspiration pipe for front end, right? <laughs> it's a, it's a front end inspiration pipe. This is actually like yeah, most most of my things I do just just chilling in the closet, ripping the bond. Oh yeah. Typing on the keyboard. <laughs> I feel like a lot of my memories of the West Coast of the last I don't know, well since legalization have been we were doing something and something. And of course, smoking weed. <laughs> Just like, oh yeah, we were in like Dolores Park. Oh yeah, we were smoking weed. And, uh, and there were some cops. 
that just just after legal i think it was like shortly after legalization i went over and that happened where there were like cops and i just had this sudden fucking moment where i was like oh shit i'm going to american jail and, then I, remember, <laughs> and I remember and i remembered like everybody around me was totally calm and i was like everybody around me was calm everybody was, it's because it's legal we're all good <laughs> i'm not it's going to the fine. big house <laughs> yes can't touch me um but yeah uh so hey you know what i've got a question because uh, you know we could talk about dow dow but i i'm, I'm kind of nah. curious about, but yeah. I could have asked. I could have asked you, Serpa. I could have asked Shortsy. Uh, how are you guys like in the US? Do you have honey laundering? Honey. I'm sorry. Yeah, you know, like honey, like bee honey. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Right. Do you have Do you have counterfeit honey? Is that like a big problem for you guys? I haven't even heard of that. Can't say I've heard of it. Yeah. Like no. w- when you buy honey, what does it say on the on the pack? Like, does it say? Well, where it, it, it usually it? says honey, but it could be. A really good <laughs> it says honey. I've never, I've never actually tested my honey before. Yeah, I've never tested my honey. Yeah. All right. So the fray talking about like sugar paste or some shit where they've like manufactured honey. Yeah, ma- right, right. So, so a lot of uh, a lot of honey is fake honey, isn't it? But I was kind of wondering, like, I was just. Okay, one of the many things I was doing. To, we were talking about this before the show. One, of the, there are a lot of things I should have done today. I spent an hour photoshopping a Gary Larson shit post. <laughs> one, one of the many things I did it's today instead of working was I was just thinking about honey, and I was like, "Can you sell counterfeit honey in America and get away what? with it?" And so I thought, "Hey, what what a great topic for a validated topic." <laughs> where where did the honey piece come from? That that Gary Larson is full of chickens. Yeah, yeah, no, but it's like a farm and then bees, I guess. <laughs> okay. And, th- and then right. I, I, to be fair, and then I had some some toast with honey. That was great. Oh, there you go. Highlight of the day. Was it real honey? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Scottish, <laughs> Scottish single origin honey. Uh, Why are you shaking your head like that? Origin. Single origin. <laughs> single origin. <laughs> so it's in, not out of one bee. Just one fucking bee. <laughs> we get a lot of fake maple syrup here which is like yes there is fake maple syrup yes yeah mm. we get that it's just is this fake in the sense that you purchase it thinking it's truly maple syrup and then it reveals like, itself like oh to be shit not. this is fucking brown water <laughs> Fuck. yeah, it's just like, yeah i guess it's just sugar syrup isn't it basically it's just high, it's yeah, just high fructose is, corn syrup yeah there is mm. maple so they they do write it something different on the on the package it's like Maple mm. oh, flavored syrup, maple flavored syrup, and then right. maple syrup. Yeah. The so the like maple flavored syrup is like, yeah, it's like, you know, flavored real small. But that, that shit is just sugar water, thick sugar water with like some flavor. Right. Whereas the other shit comes from actual trees. Yeah. I haven't heard of Why has our viewership gone to fucking two? <laughs> and presumably uh, one of those is usurper. Maybe we had a lot of honey laundering. <laughs> Too much honey. They're just like, stop stop insulting our business. We're legitimate business people. It can't it be right. Just, There's more people in the chat. What the hell? Just because we're adulterating we, our honey doesn't mean that we should be discriminated against. Um, we, we started out at seven and went to two real quick. <laughs> okay. I think they want to watch the recording. You know, I, I, hundreds, thousands are just waiting. They're coming the back. They want to get past the honey conversation. <laughs> they just do it like 0.5 speed. We're just going really fast. <laughs> do they Those actually call ben it honey laundering? Just going, well, Ben Davis is just going to uh, confirm that he has, in, in fact, had honey for breakfast and not counterfeit honey. I mean, you should go, you should you should check that. So I, I don't know about American <laughs> packaging laws, but in, in Europe, I, well, I think in Europe it's also changed. So Britain had 
the old European system. And I think there's now a new European system, but because we did that really stupid thing in 2016, we've now only got the old one. <laughs> so what, what they what they have to do is say where it's from and if it's mm. a blend. And if it's a blend, it's fake. Because you don't have to say you don't have to say the proportions. You don't have to say the proportions. Uh, right? So you just say, Oh, it's a blend of honey from somewhere in Europe, where? And somewhere from outside of Europe, where? And um, there's there's some like hilarious stat basically about there's I think it's China, is I think it's like China specifically. You know the thing about how Italy exports something like four times as much olive oil as it has the capacity in olive trees yeah. to actually export, yeah. right? Yeah. And so you're like, mm-hmm, okay, good. Um, it's like the same thing where they're like, their their honey production has gone up by like four times, but the number of commercially kept beehives hasn't increased for like 15 years. So you're like, those bees are clocking in a lot of extra. Yeah. I know there's yeah, the whole bees seven. Bees are premium. You know, bees have well, yeah, been record productivity numbers recently. Yeah, exactly. The bees, the bees are just clocking in extra shifts. You know, they're doing the whole seven. What was that? The crazy guy from AliExpress, is it seven, 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 fourteen, or whatever that thing is, where you work fourteen hours a day, seven days a week? Mm. That's mm. the bees, basically. So unless the bees are doing that, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, then then production production can't. You, this is what I'm talking about. See, Ben Davis in the chat has been destroyed. It's fake honey. It's fake honey. Okay, like all I'm saying, right, That's is funny. go. Go find some actual honey from a beekeeper, uh, and it's really fucking expensive, by the way. That's a really good. Way no, that's of a sign. Right? Yeah, but yeah. Well, so there's like, um, I don't know, like organic honey in the supermarket or from like a farm shop will be about four pounds. I guess it's about five six dollars. Honey that's come from a farm or a beekeeper will probably cost between six pounds, maybe and eight pounds. So that's like about ten dollars. Uh, Get one of the ones that's like ten dollars from a from an actual beekeeper, and taste it, and you'll be like, okay, that's what honey tastes like. Oh my god! And it will, like you're like, oh my god, I think I've just been eating fake honey for the last. This is, yeah. How much, how much worse hard. is it? What's that? How much worse is it? Uh, fake fake honey. honey tastes the same. Fucking same. No, it's really different. <laughs> so it's re- and the consistency is really different as well. Like it's not as um, sticky. It kind of like mm. tips off the. Well, it depends what the bee, where the bees are, like what they primarily like, kind of forage on and stuff as well. Like, mm. um, be, like a different. You can definitely get like flavored honeys and stuff depending on what regions and and that you get them from. Yeah, if you There's get like a, honey in the south of the, France from a proper, you know, whatever, it will taste totally different because it'll be like, I don't know, whatever plants they have in the south of France. I sound mm. like an idiot now. <laughs> Not lavender. The, the, the dude I get my honey from, like, he, well, last <laughs> yeah. time. You know yeah, you're in the, like, you know you're in the bush when you got a honey dude. Well, <laughs> I just I just pictured, I just pictured I got, like dude, you're the old, like you're, walking up to this guy and tapping him on the shoulder and being like, "All right, mate, can I come?" You are the only honey? one here with a honey guy. Let me tell you that I know that for sure. I mean, the the last time I saw my honey dude, he gave me ten liters of honey. So I haven't seen him for like three years. <laughs> he, just, my honey dude. he just gave oh me like God. you know the. the the blue jerry cans that you have, it's just like a water water bottle. It's basically like a, a blue, a 10 liter jerry full of honey. Um, but it, it what tastes you- like yellow box and like summer. <laughs> <laughs> what is yellow box? It's like a tree. It's a jellyfish. Uh, or it's something that kills you. It's Australia, isn't it? Yeah, it's probably. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a deadly snake. <laughs> it's a tree, a spider, and a jellyfish. All in one. Yeah, really ye- yellow it's box is a species of timber over here. It's like smoky. Flavor. Is it a eucalyptus? 
uh, not a eucalyptus. <laughs> a um, what's the thing I'm thinking of? The non because all your like loads of trees in Australia are that particular type of tree, aren't they? Is it no? It's not you. Is it eucalyptus? I'm thinking of. Thought it was. Yeah, maybe it is eucalyptus. I'm thinking of. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, they... it's 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 a eucalyptus. Yeah. Okay, we've we've already Confirmed. done the cassowary chat, so let's Confirmed. let's. Uh... <laughs> We should probably move off of honey laundry. Well, one of the things I, love, I mean, one of the interesting subject to me, anyway, uh, you can tell that I, this is the mood that I've been in all day that has resulted in not getting hey, serious. Uh, b- b- before you follow on, this is uh, this is quite interesting. Um, apparently, local honey helps with hay fever. The more you know, only the, local I don't know honey. if that's true or not, but it seems cool. <laughs> only local, local to who? It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it Will, uh, it, will, it have, will it will it be a way of essentially like inoculating yourself on the pollen from the local area? Because that seems like a stretch. Mm. <laughs> what, is, is, it honey that's, is it honey that's anti-inflammatory? I think it is. Yeah, I yeah. don't. I don't yeah. see how it could be. It's fucking sugar. I think you can mummify yourself. I think honey. the nut sugar parts of it have a lot of health benefits. Does yeah, honey I... laundering have tax implications? <laughs> <laughs> The, the, the question is, the question is, <laughs> can we make money from honey laundering? That's true. <laughs> is that something we could do on this podcast? Um, yeah, I don't know. In answer to that question. Um, well, isn't that so, the question that the B-movie tried to answer with, with Seinfeld? If honey, if honey has tax implications? And then they like sued the government for not paying them for stealing their honey or something? It fucking always comes back to tax on this goddamn show. Wait, wait, hang every on. Every so, time. Wait, wait. B, B, I've only seen the B movie where every time they say B, it doubles in speed. I've, only, I've, I've not seen the film, but I've just seen like a five-minute version of it where it gets progressively more insane. But I've not. <laughs> J- I'm, I'm pretty Jake sure that's is, what it's about. <laughs> Jake is showing up and is giving us shit for ignoring our fucking guests already. See, no, they're see, participating. Jake, Jake shows up. They're, yeah, yeah. they're, they're, not, they're not ignoring. Jake didn't show so, so – Something, something you guys don't know is I arranged a prank <laughs> for the other week, which is that when Sisla was going to be coming on to talk about the media DAO, I invited Jake and didn't tell you guys because I thought it would be really funny if Sisla started talking about a DAO and then like 15 minutes in, Jake just turned up and it was just like, hey, you just mentioned DAO. Hey. Jake a bit. I think Jake overslept or something and then just didn't show up. And I was just like, oh, well, I didn't mention it to anybody, so I'll just not mention it. But um, So anyway, for the audience, just so you know, uh, we have a spreadsheet of an agenda that we like to follow, <laughs> all right? So we're working our way down the spreadsheet, Jake. So <laughs> on on that... Um, honey at the top and then the next still fucking honey on this. still honey. <laughs> um, oh, honey laundry I mean, is... Oh, shit, it is honey up from honey. the bottom. Wow. Hey, uh, the fray. Did you want to um, engage in your DGen minute? Uh, well, I was going to do drill. I was actually going to do drill tweet of the week. Well, that's not the fucking order that you put in the spreadsheet. <laughs> so, well, well, we're doing we're doing it out of order because it's one of those days. The priorities. All right, are hit, hit the drill tweet, man. Hit okay, the so tweet. the random one we've we've come up with this week is in the gaming section. Can't wait till my teeth fall out so I can get those new gamer dentures. All the chat rooms are screaming about. That's the drill tweet of the week. I hope that was enlightening for everybody. Um, God dear, God dear. <laughs> and when you uh, say what, these are random, do you just like flick to a page what? and put your finger on something? Yeah, I just flick to a page and put my finger on it. It's the first one. I mean, the one last week was fucking horrific. Like you could tell they're random or pseudo random. <laughs> I guess I'm probably not going to pick 
because I'm flicking the book, I guess I, I probably am not going to pick one from the first or the end. So they're yeah, but also you're likely to hit the same one at some point because of your you know the fashion. Oh, big book. <laughs> I mean, you know. it says it says over fifteen hundred good posts, ten years of great content. So there's there's a lot of tweets to go yeah. through. You know, fourteen fifty episodes I'm ago. I'm beginning to think that is like ten years of mediocre content. It's, was that not a banger? I'm sorry. No, yeah, solid. Yeah, what are you trying to say about that tweet? No, it was a solid six point five. If that was if that was on if that was on Hal, that would have got that would make pennies. Fucking making money right now. So many pennies. So like, many lots pennies. And lots and lots of. Uh, are you, you going to slide into your DJ minute now? Or are you going to save that? For well, like I don't think there's like I. I'm not sure there's a purpose to DJ minute because we haven't really. Well, fine, we you like just, literally just launched half. I'm going to give you the keys to the Lamborghini. Okay, we're gonna do a DJ minute. Fine. So <laughs> fine. We just like fucking YOLO launched Howl the other day. There you go. That's that's that was accomplished much more quickly than than one minute. Uh, you can check it out at beta.howl.social. Yeah, that's right. Um, it's still beta software. It's unaudited, so you know, be fucking careful. It's it's a micropayment system. So one of the more one of the more funny things has been people realizing that they're not going to get rich off of a micropayment system <laughs> with a CW20. Oh, shit. <laughs> if they don't, and in addition, if they don't post content that people stake to or, or delegate to, and you're like, yeah, it's because we tried to build a functioning application. So, yeah, sorry, you can't just farm, I guess. Like, it's, it's wild. It's wild. People realize that you built an actual thing rather than just like a. It, I mean, everything's a Ponzi, right? But but it's like less of a Ponzi than an actual Ponzi, and people are just like, "What? what? But I wanted a Ponzi." It's fucking bullshit, man. This is bullshit. I wanted yeah, a Ponzi. Uh, this is my exit strategy. There are varying varying levels of Ponzi, and your Ponzi is like not that Ponzi. Yeah. <laughs> bit, dis- bit disappointing. Lower, lowercase yeah. p. <laughs> Which 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 led to my productivity falling off a cliff today. When instead of actually dealing with UI bugs, I instead made uh, this Photoshop of the mood on Twitter after launching Hal. Yeah. <laughs> How long did you work on that, that Dgens? That was, was forty five minutes of my life. I'm not getting back. Um, That's pretty fast. It's really good. And at least well, you're getting good at uh, Photoshop, right? Well, yeah, but Gary Larson did all the hard work by you know, <laughs> 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 just photoshopped it. Um, so a friend of the show, uh, when when they found out we were going to YOLO launch Howl, um, sent me sent me this, which I really like. Uh, <laughs> I just <laughs> something about that meme. Oh, that's sensational! Uh, for those of you listening on podcast player, there was a picture of a crocodile, not an alligator. Croc. Hey, look, I, yeah, think I didn't see it. I think it was crocodile. Australia, uh, you're Australian, Null. Was that a? He crocodile? would know. Well, in Australia, that would be an alligator. Well, Actually, I don't think we have alligators here. That'd be a saltwater crocodile. Okay, so there was a picture of a, potentially a saltwater crocodile, um, <laughs> and around the, around the meme of this crocodile exiting the water, it said he is about to commit a federal crime. Parentheses open. He cannot be stopped. Parentheses close. Uh, it's a funny meme, and I'm sure you're glad that I have just verbally uh, <laughs> verbally described it to it's you. Better visual. Sweating. Really <laughs> Um, <laughs> I, I, I also just want to clarify that there's in Australia there's saltwater crocodiles and freshwater crocodiles. America has alligators, and I'm probably sure other countries do as well, but Australia doesn't. 
Don't you guys usually have like a funny name for those things? Like you don't call it saltwater crocodile, you call it like a chompy or something like that? Like a, a chuzzwaza. <laughs> chuzzwaza, something like that? I mean, I mean the, the, the freshwater crocodiles we call freshies. There you but, go. See, I knew it. There's gonna be <laughs> there had to be something, right? Are they freshies and salties? <laughs> the saltwater ones are just fucking death munches, I guess. <laughs> That's a misopportunity. Uh, uh, yeah, no alligators though. I, no I don't alligators. like the alligators and the saltwater crocodile look the same to me. Maybe they are the same thing. I don't know. Okay, well, somebody in the chat, like, if you want to just like go ahead and find out what go what's do some going googling. On. What's, what's going on <laughs> with this whole alligator crocodile thing? Uh, you know, that, that would be cool. Um, so we, we're very good at ignoring our guests for a whole hour, but I feel like we should, we should probably went down out because it's like, you know, cool than that. That's cool. Yeah, it's it is cool. cool. I think the kids, the kids, the kids like Dows, the, the kids are screaming out for Dows. Dows have been, uh, drill has been driven them wild since 2008. Dows has been driven them wild since when was the first two, 2013? Nearly as long. 13, Nearly as vintage 16. as drill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, guys, Dow Dow version two. Like, what? It, what? What should we be hyped about? Like, we're, we're boomers, right? We're just, we're just boomers. We're looking at the app. We're going, what's a Dow? What's a Dow? I just hear this. I see this guy who looks a bit like Spike from Cowboy Bebop. He just goes Dow, 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 Dow. I, I can't follow that guy, but one you guys. That was quite the reference. I don't think anyone's going to get that. <laughs> Are you talking about what's what's oh, hyped now or what's going to be hyped in the future? What's, what, was, what are the most hyped features? Like, let's have a top three for Dow Dow version two. Let's go. Well, honey laundering to start. Dow-based honey laundering. Right right now, honey laundering, it's really complicated. There's a lot of stuff involved, logistics. Yeah. You're, you're going to simplify that right down. Decentralize oh, yeah. that yeah. shit. Decentralize mm-hmm. those hives. And once it's decentralized, it's legal. You know, so. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's how the, I think yeah, that's how the uh, law works, right? That's pretty much it. Oh uh, yeah, I can confirm for you that's how the law works. <laughs> pretty as much a, it. As an expert in the U.S. legal system, <laughs> I said I used the um, what's it called? I A N A L abbreviation uh, acronym, whatever. Mm-hmm. The other day in a conversation, and there were there were people in that conversation that obviously had never seen that before, and they were like, "You what, mate?" And I was like, <laughs> "I'm not a lawyer." And they were like, "What?" Oh. And I was just like, well, but, but anyway, moving on. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So like, I mean, I guess like things I've seen, like you've seen you talking about, you're talking about you a lot, a lot about sort of like payroll and obviously all of the additional like kind of features for discovery. And obviously uh, like I've seen from the other side, from Juno's perspective, like you've been experimenting a lot with indexing and that kind of stuff too. So uh, I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which you want to talk about first. Yeah, I mean, I think profiles are really, really big, and they don't immediately seem very big, but I think, like, now that when you type in an address, you can search by someone's name, which I think, like, psychologically just really changes how it feels to use it. It feels like you're just interacting with people who are fluidly operating in different organizations, um, so I'm, I'm really excited about that. Um I actually so used been, that feature uh, to, I had forgotten what the fuck the address was for the Haldal. And yeah. I didn't write it down. So I was just like, ah, fuck. I had to go, have to go look in the docs. And then I was like, it's fine. I can just like, and yeah. So it's I think like one, one, one of the massive improvements I think you guys have made is like with the indexer has made 
a huge like change to the user experience for sure um rather than just like getting everything yeah. straight off chain but like the ui improvements are are just really really nice and the the way like now that you've got an inbox for votes as well is fantastic yeah. absolutely yeah. love that um when are you going like is are you going to uh do anything with the profile to be able to make your pfp like a one of your nfts or anything like that similar to like the kepler wallet or is it already like that that's or, how it works yeah oh it's already can, like that is it you can flex your stargaze nfts right now right now if doubt out not a name service <laughs> and that's like so, that's like ics 721 isn't it well, they're still they stay on Stargaze, but yeah, but you still did. Yeah, soon, you, soon you can move them around. Hopefully, yeah. Those profiles are, the, are off chain, but they're validated by wallet signatures, so you don't have to move any NFTs around to use them. But it is ah, so. Is that using some of the indexer stuff you guys have been doing? That one's not because you, you can just sign like an arbitrary message with a wallet and then and verify it on a server. Um, but the inbox, the the yeah. The profile-oriented yeah. features are coming from the index. Some high-level, high-level alpha for this year. <laughs> for this year, yes. like, do from, some, from, some serious stuff. Public key cryptography, guys. It's crazy. It's super cool. And people that have wallets have public keys. So that's that's what's coming this year. That's the so, alpha. That's the alpha. <laughs> you have a public key. I mean, yeah. I didn't even, yeah. I didn't even know what that public means. Key? <laughs> Uh, this, this, you here to hear? F- I am now folks. wondering if we've built the same fucking thing. <laughs> uh, so are you doing? Are you doing something around essentially using the uh, the co-located public key with the wallet to then um, improve the ergonomics of that experience? Which experience? Uh, like like, you know, like signing, identifying yourself, etc., etc., etc. Because like you know the the current UX for I am just a wallet. I have a public key um is currently like obfuscated to most developers and to most people to the extent that that public key yeah. is not it's not although it's a whatever the fuck it is a, a sep 251 261 whatever the fuck yeah. it's, called. it's not actually like despite that being a thing that almost every crypto library will support for signing and obviously as ubiquitous in cosmos it's not actually that useful to the user because you can't really access it in a ergonomic way as a developer or it's a bit of a pain in the ass nobody really does it yeah yeah you can you can now and that's that's kind of what we're hoping to mostly use um i think when you can like i think long-term vision is have like a data mobile app that is associated with that public key with the signature and then you don't have to know that you have this wallet that has this complex blockchain stuff you just have a private key and it's in your phone's like secure enclave and you get notifications because you've associated that device with that public key and it all just kind of works as you would expect like a non-web3 platform to use um yeah but the, the key yeah. being is that with the public keys we can do like you can have the same or similar often like authentication guarantees if you require people to sign things like yeah. like i feel like there's a here would be my my summary is i feel that Right now, we put a lot on chain that if instead we put a lot on chain that we could just sign with the user's private key and keep in a Web2 server um, and have effect without really sacrificing at all the privacy and security guarantees and while having the same ergonomics um, as just using Kepler. Yeah. 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 I mean, I 
completely agree with that and yeah it does sound like we've been doing free so, so the second the version two of the name service is literally do is is beginning to abstract out the public key from a connected wallet so that you can essentially just have a, a did yeah. that's just a public key because yeah all the rest of it should be essentially elsewhere and any proof of authority stuff it has to live in a some middle ground between web two and web three anyway so it's actually an oracle use case rather than something that you should have as a form fill and it's not doesn't really it can be on chain but it, it doesn't matter that it is essentially like you just need some kind of uh interface like a protocol like an oracle to say okay i am actually i have checked this is real okay cool yeah and then that smart contract is just essentially doing the validation so that it's not like um you know, you can't just submit whatever the fuck you feel like from the command line, essentially. <laughs> Which is the other way of like, you know, getting, anytime you have like a form fill, you can just, you know, if it's just a web app and there's no kind of handshake, you know, what's the point in what we're doing? So, um, yeah. Anyway, that sounds really cool. Um, but on really concrete other upcoming stuff, uh, I saw there's some stuff about ranked ranked choice voting as well, right? Is that coming? Mm. Is that coming imminently? Dude, yeah, we've been working really hard on that. Um, yeah, man. I mean, it turns out it's actually pretty hard to do ranked choice voting on a blockchain. <laughs> turns out it's really hard. Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, yeah as, as is frequently the case, it's like, oh yeah, you know, ranked choice. Like Blink, like Blink seems not hard, and then you try to do it on a blockchain, and it's like Fuck. impossible. Um, but we did. So I did figure out where we did figure out how to do it. Um, so I like wrote a really long essay with a lot of math inside of it about how to do it if you're curious um but yeah so we're working on it it'll have a front end eventually <laughs> yeah yeah it's really important that we get the design right because that's how you're gonna you know interpret it and interact with it so i think that's yeah. waiting on a really good design as well yeah, I'd, I'd say like in practice like the data development pipeline is we do like three versions it just instead of smart contracts like writing one and then rewriting it and then writing it again and then rewriting it and then after all of that then we eventually like go make a design for it and build a front end for it but like we really try to spend a lot like you know basically like bugs and smart contracts are just like actually the worst like just you just don't want to have them like they are like just such a fucking pain in the ass you know and so like it's so worth it to just incredibly over index on testing your contracts and being really slow because um, you're not over indexing. Every time you think you're over indexing on testing your smart contract, you're not. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the number of e even like it's the thing that always surprised me about Cosmos and like you have the security of Rust and additionally the VM not letting you do certain dumb things and you still get fucked on the reg. <laughs> and you're just like, you're like, ah, oh, no, I am a fucking moron. Yeah. yeah, that's that's what I'm like. I can no longer be like it's it's solidity, bro. It's solidity. Like it, like you can't like it's I'm like gonna get rocks. It's solidity, you know? bro. <laughs> yeah, it's you like oh, I, I can't do anything. Sorry, like this language, you know, unusable. You know, but it's like Rust and Wasm. It, how could you know? It's, it's like cram. Yeah, it's like it's 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 definitely our fault at this point. And then you're like, ah, that's but but, but maybe I can blame. Maybe I can blame like the halting problem or something, but <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm not sure liability, like if you ever end up in like public liability situation, if you're like, well, okay, so Alan Turing, <laughs> really cool guy, but 
okay wild thing called the halting problem they'll just be like yeah okay fine it's fifty thousand pounds get the fuck out of it you're like whoa, whoa, whoa. We need- yeah, but listen like i can prove that in order to show what a computer program does you have to run the computer program exactly <laughs> <laughs> just like just be like get the fuck out of my court. <laughs> uh, yeah that's how the movie ends that's how we're going to jail that's the um but that's anyway that's why you want to test your contracts well put love it Um, speaking of just being actually fucking stupid um (laughs) (laughs) i don't think that's a transition i don't think that's a transition (laughs) it's not where we were story in this man i mean we're not like are we are we talking about anything remotely coherent like actually we have the spreadsheet excuse me we are you know if i deviate (laughs) too far let me know we can go back but anyway speaking of being just fucking stupid um (laughs) Vesting. <laughs> Focus. Okay. Let me let me tell you guys about <laughs> vesting contracts. You know, you might think vesting, what is it? It's a fucking line, you know, that goes up. And the amount of tokens that you have is how high that line is. Vesting. You know, you start with zero, you get more over time. How fucking hard could it be to write a vesting smart contract? Let me tell you, I legitimately from noon yesterday until 6 a.m. this morning with no breaks, tried to write a vesting contract and just failed. It's so hard. I like I could not do it. I just I ended up just like not completing my task. And I mean I have to I have to return and think deeply about how vesting works. And so anyway, yeah, we have no excuses. You know, we're just like stupid, like lying. It's a bad programmer. <laughs> Yeah, but that's allowed. Like that's vesting is allowed, right? Because because vesting, vesting, well, at least vesting in our model is inherently stateful. And as we know, as soon state. as you introduce state <laughs> and you deviate from our pure functional programming, then <laughs> as soon as we're not just coding data, like you may as well just forget about it, and we all may as well just like go be farmers again. Because <laughs> yeah, I, every time I modify like a state.rs file, I'm just like. Yeah, like it goes another twenty hours of my life. <laughs> yeah, you do one of those like index maps, and you're just like, you're like, yeah, oh, you're do, all right. <laughs> do I want to do this to myself again? Well, then again, you know, life is meaningless. God is dead. So. <laughs> yeah, just like subtract two days from my lifespan, and then like keep going. <laughs> just you, you see. I mean, I th- well, I think you've you've seen the 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 Hal State file for the main oh, contract. <laughs> It is one of those where, like, every time we got to a thing where we were like, "This needs to be a secondary index," we were just like, "Do do we have any sanity left?" And usually, the problem was we didn't have enough. So it's like, "Well, let's just make it. Let's just fucking slap an index." It was just like I think we had we had this meme that we used to pull out, which was you know the guy slapping the roof of the car. It's like this, Put a this multi-index cousin, on this. This cousin contract could fit so much more state in it. <laughs> and um, yeah, we were kind of like, mm. even on the beta, we were like moderately surprised it didn't just fucking blow up in some way because it was just like, the thing is you look at, I guess the thing is we looked at like the performance of AMMs and stuff like that and you're like, those guys are, are getting more stressed out. They're doing more more damage if you like. Um but then they're usually written by smarter people who have optimized them more heavily. So, <laughs> mm. then, patting, patting Gato on the back. We've had no smart contract bugs since we deployed V2. Nice. So, so far, it's actually 
so somehow fun. miraculously <laughs> working. Not somehow miraculous. miraculously. Miraculously. I genuinely expect it to work. <laughs> a lot of smart people have looked at that code. There's greater than 500 <laughs> Rust unit tests in the job contracts repository. Like, we really just completely insane about it. Just that stuff. But yeah. Anyway, so it's exciting. It's working. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah, it's really cool. So, like, you know, like, um, taking it back to like you guys like what's your so for for the for, let's let's do the interviewer thing and pretend that we've not ever talked before um yes. 47 minutes in so how did you so i mean how, what's what's your background both of you and like how did you get involved with dow dow and why what 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 was so interesting about it that you were like fuck whatever it was i was doing before <laughs> Dow's all day baby baby <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, I had the sickest fucking job before this. So we're going to think super cool people were writing open source network monitoring software. The sickest fuck. But I worked at that job for five days. And then, you know, it's like, hey, oh. <laughs> we could give you some dev grips to work on. Dow Dow. And this five was like, and Juno days. was like, and you're like, wait, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> I can work in my closet for a magic internet mic. I'm there. I could totally buy a bigger closet. I can sit real close to my clothing. This is the bigger closet. I actually, when I started on data, I did not even, so now I own a futon. The fact that I was just sleeping directly on the carpet instead of a sleeping I've done that. Yeah. It looks like you have that There's is not a fucking futon, man. That is like that, that is a mattress on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> and I see that. Like, are you pretty happy that you can work in a room very close to your inspiration stick? <laughs> do you have like, do you have? Can you buy? Can you buy bags of inspiration like just in the hallway outside your door there? Or? Pretty close. Pretty close. Pretty close. <laughs> bags of inspiration. <laughs> I would say that's order of magnitude correct. Oh my goodness. Um, An order of magnitude, correct. <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like Zeke skipped over a lot of the philosophical stuff about how we ended up with Dow Dow. <laughs> but um, <laughs> um, we both um, to doctors. We both we both went to Berkeley. That's where we met, um, and we both had like various internships in the summers, um, working at different sizes of of tech companies, and realized that it wasn't very fun. Even the ones that we did like, it wasn't very fun to work there because they're big and there's churn and friction and we like to build and we were not really able to build. Um, and then Zeke, at, you went to a talk with um, Jake and Nick, right? And that's kind of how the data like appeared. Yeah, I can actually, I have a very actually intense philosophical understanding of the data. <laughs> yeah, this is just, yeah. Good. Well, so here's my example. Now, before that, I worked for Cloudflare at eight months. And once, like, my, like, literally, like, stupid self, as we've said. Like, I'm just, like, actually the intern. You one know? of the smartest people. And I, I yeah. like, modify one line of code slightly wrong. And I took down Wikipedia <laughs> for, like, four hours. And I'm like, holy fucking shit. Like, this private company. I'm like, no dagger against people. I love the people I worked with at Cloudflare. But I think just structurally like this, <laughs> this like private company is like hiring an intern and that intern naturally is stupid and just destroys <laughs> the internet and it's like okay 
we clearly need some better guardrails here. Like we need something to like, like, I don't know, maybe hypothetically speaking, like open source <laughs> software, like doing things transparently, like might improve how we run internet infrastructure. So that's part of my philosophical underpinning. And then also what, what, what language yeah, were they, they using? Oh, we were using go and rust. And um, I think we were, sorry, I think the, I don't actually. I think that uh, I, I really think that the problems are structural, and that you, it's just like you got a pri- you, you got a private company that needs to make money, and as it does, like or or like at least as it's structured to do. And when you're working on a team, that's not your like prerogative to fix that. Um, and so, like I think within these bounds, like we had pretty reasonable test coverage for what we could do, but it was like nothing near like what I think probably we would have had if we had have been writing open source software and people knew what our test coverage was. <laughs> had that conversation go? We're like, what's wrong with you people? Why would you trust me with this? <laughs> well, no, it was fine. It was, you know, it, was, it, was, it ha- like it happens. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, that's just the reality. But yeah, I mean, it's and so so that's kind of my like. I really like Dallas because I feel like there's like some hope here that we can build a like I don't know one really successful outcome of me for Dada would be like we build a really fucking good way to run an open source project. Yeah, yeah, that philosophical take is what I was open for very similar <laughs> very similar experience very similar and different experience i worked at github um using ruby on rails which is oh god um not fun to work on as a front-end engineer um ruby ruby on rails for github really for the for, yeah for the front end oh for the for the education team that's i actually they, don't know what the other teams use but that's what they originally mm-hmm. built it with like way right. back in the day like tom uh tom from github was a big ruby maxi back in like <laughs> Okay, I'm really, I'm, I'm doxing how fucking <laughs> not young I am, but like, but he was like a big Ruby Maxi in like the early mid 2000s and whatnot. That was like, and they, I think they were one of the first, I mean, other than 37 Signals, one of the first to go really big on the like, yeah, we can run this massive, actually quite high throughput system on Ruby until we can't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It works great and it's worked great so far. Like, there's no real reason that they need to change other than like, developer experience but i think github is like playing a very big role in the rails open source project that contribute a lot to that mm-hmm. um i just but, noticed that zeke and the inspiration stick <laughs> so that I, I saw, it. I I saw that they both disappeared <laughs> <laughs> put it on, on camera <laughs> uh, if i hit a bong inside of a closet like clothes in it, like clothes are hanging in the closet. What do you? That's what will true. happen? You know, what will happen? Yeah. I'm, being, I'm doing my best. Smell exactly yeah. the same as they <laughs> would have done anyway. <laughs> exactly. But just maybe a day earlier than when like you were going to wear else. them. Right, right. I mean, no one's really smelling my clothes other than myself anyway. I don't. <laughs> well, you're right. You're right. Actually, not, I'm good not yet. Happen. Not yet. All right. Next, next, I mean, next. You could just get an air freshener. That comes out. You oh, just right, get an air freshener right. or something. I actually yeah. have an air freshener. What yeah. am I thinking? What am I thinking? <laughs> yeah. There's one under the desk here. So, you know, it's, it's just like your classic, you know, you're in, a, you're in a loft, you're in a closet, you're in a small enclosed space. You're just like, I mean, actually. Oh, there you go. There it is. I'm, That's I'm bong, it. I'm you're done. Yeah. That's no, it. There you go. I feel like, I feel like Zeke's uh, corporate PFP needs some very specific features. <laughs> <laughs> Ben Davis has just said in the chat, does the inspiration stick get you demonetized? This whole fucking podcast <laughs> I have no is idea. an exercise in getting demonetized. No we should just like 
play some some more copyright material in a minute just to make sure that we fucking like nail nail down that fucking coffin get it fucking finished get it closed you know like the fray i i don't think since we've begun this podcast that we've done anything that could get us monetized <laughs> not the, yeah not the other way around like if you show a, if you no, show no, 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 I'm, I am, I'm certain, I'm certain that it's demonetization that's holding us back. <laughs> there is no we other possible explanation. We could even be early. We could even be early to an actual meme that kind of goes semi-viral in the community and be like, oh yeah, blah, 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 and we still, we still can't fucking get our shit together. Like we literally can't we, we, do. We haven't met any of the checkboxes that would make us a get proliferated in the algorithm or be like be monetized so we're like we're still got zero out of like 10 for the checkboxes what you gonna <laughs> what you what gonna, gonna do, do? thanks what are you out of that? <laughs> we tried our best we t- what's, the, what's the what's the joke we we haven't tried anything we're all out of ideas <laughs> <laughs> what you gonna do so uh, um what you gonna do? Zeke and Noah, <laughs> I I did notice that you had the um, Fiat on ramp now in Dow Dow mm-hmm. through Cato. Yeah, is that uh, you know, have you got any like? How did that end up being implemented? Like, what what's the what's the point behind that? Like, are we just yeah. trying to uh, make it easier for people to I think get their credit cards out? And... <laughs> I think yeah, I think the point of it right now is to just like ship something to get the idea out there. But the long-term vision is that you can like click a button and start like a business. You could just run a cafe. And so you can't really do that unless you can transact USD. Um, and so eventually that'll so, be like more seamless, I think. Like there's really no reason right now, I think, just to use the deposit withdraw fiat to your wallet. Like maybe deposit to a DAO has a, more use cases right now, but it's kind of there just because it's helpful for people who might not have any crypto or, yeah. So currently, like, the uses of DAOs at the moment are, like, not the not the potential uses, but the actual use by DAOs at the moment are probably, like, social groups, DGENs, and uh, some network-related um, things, right? Where, where do you guys want it to go, or where do you see it going in the future? Like, what, what would be the ultimate... Um, use case for Dow Dow for you guys? The ultimate use case would be a nation state run as a DAO <laughs> with many sub DAOs that owns land and that runs identity bureaus and that people identity and digital society is just way more fucking organized because right now it's pretty much anarchy, which is it's, it's still a stupid it's such a fine line between stupid and, and clever. Yeah, it's just clever. a little turnabout. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's super valid. That's super valid. <laughs> um, so that is that's quite ambitious. Yeah, no, it's, that's like, like that's like two, you know, decades, you know, a decade. Were you about maybe, to say you know? about two years away? We, I, I, two, two what? Two, two, two what? Is like two hundred, two to three years away. <laughs> well, that's my estimated timeline. Twenty twenty-five, twenty-six, maybe. Be like fucking. Let's resuscitate the old French guys that wanted this in the nineteen tens. <laughs> Bookshelves full of these guys. I'm sure they're still warm. <laughs> so, I mean, maybe, maybe you could start with like you know a small country like those peanuts who legalized Bitcoin. They might be into it. To, Dude, yeah, there's islands. I'm sure. Like, there's so many 
territories that <laughs> I'm sure we could do this in, in like 10 years. But, so it, um, seems, like, it seems so, a little bit like duct tape and band-aids to have like a country run on um, Juno. <laughs> well, <it's> like, <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. Now it does. Oh, right right now now it does. Two to three years. <laughs> two to three years. <laughs> that's like a that's the alpha. That's the takeaway. <laughs> two to three. No, but but so like okay. So joking aside, like um, do you not? So f- like I, I kind of I kind of I, I'm 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 a big into DAOs. Is that for whatever reason I just sort of checked myself as I said I was like, am I big into DAOs? Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm a DAO believer let's say but for, for for certain use cases like i think that the 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 question i have and like i guess i'm interested in your taking this is it feels to me like the 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 really anything that is online that is fully like jurisdictionless right uh is multilateral like um makes sense for doubts like there there's a huge hole in the internet which is that we work in these in this abstract space called the internet which a lot of us that work in this space sort of see the internet as a real place, right? And DAOs mean you can make a real thing or like an entity or a wrapper or a conceptually concrete thing to represent an abstract thing in cyberspace. And I'm like, right, the, the, when the day the day I clocked that that was a DAO, I was like, okay, DAOs make sense. But I don't think they, I don't really buy that they make sense in the real world because in the real world, I can just, I can pick up the phone, I can go talk to the people, I can you know whatever but like in the in the virtual world you it's just inherently i mean other than obviously people that you can get on a group call with and then masquerade it as a podcast like you it, <laughs> there is just like a lower level of trust and so having that additional the cryptography and all the other stuff behind it like it, it it's just like it all makes sense all the way to the ground but like do you guys see like oh no this is a thing that should be applied to things in the real world like in meat space and all that kind of thing as well or yeah <laughs> I do. Um, I think that yeah. the I would ask is the reason that you say like imagine that DAOs weren't complicated to use. Okay. Do you still think it's the case that they're not useful in meat space? Well, yeah. Well, generally, yes, because most social groups are more informal. And so mm. don't need rules-based organizing in the same way. And mm. I guess what I, the difficulty is drawing the line between a DAO being the codification of a set of rules to govern a community and being the privatization of a social contract that is just a collective hallucination because all, all informal right. relations are just a hallucination. Right. right. So the, and and this is also like the wider this is the wider criticism that people throw at crypto right which is that it's the privatization of money and this is in a context where governments and nation states have given up on programs of actually doing something and having an agenda and having like a here's a grand project we can do and then instead go you know space space exploration other than china you know privatized spacex you know they're doing currently as much as most nation states if not more money crypto privatized militaries mpri privatized halliburton you know there's a load of different things that we've kind of let out of the public sphere whether that's people think of the public sphere and the nation states really easy to identify those things like space space program (laughs) you know 
but but there's a public sphere that's really informal and it's like people as well it's like the rest of society that isn't just the state so there's like there is i think like this complicated philosophical thing that as soon as you codify a thing and especially with this additional like it's not money but it is value isn't it like the the blockchain element you are sort of privatizing and monetizing in the same sort of you know mm-hmm. in the same breath which is which is philosophically difficult <laughs> It's, yeah, yeah, I think so. My, I actually have a response to your earlier thing. I, I think I like. I agree with what you say. Like, I don't think that anyone should, nor should DAOs, like, try to computerize the social, like, social relationships. Nor or that meat space. I don't think I they even can. Like, um, the the thing I'd say though is that I I also really agree with your earlier point about. I think DAOs do really well in an internet environment where, you know, we're working in this abstract space and yet we have these arbitrary restrictions applied based on something unrelated, which is where we're physically located. And what I, what I would kind of suggest is that there's not going to be much, very much of that meat space once the internet is what it is in a couple of years. <laughs> you know, I, I think that what I would say is sure. Yeah, I agree. But I think, Pretty much, I think most things will, will in, in a couple of years, will like meet that criteria of like internet space. Yeah, yeah. I I just imagine like, you know, what was it? The time frame? Two decades? Like in two decades' time? Two to three years. Uh, now. This, two to three years. Sorry, two, <laughs> two, to, two, three to, two to three That's years. That's time frame. <laughs> so so I just imagine that in in like two to three years, there's you know some four star general sitting on his shit house voting on whether or not to like invade china on his iphone well no, they, they, they've got the minuteman missiles right and they've got you know 15 minutes to get it fucking get them fucking away otherwise the u.s is going to be destroyed with no retaliation and he's got his ledger and he's like this is the wrong ledger this is the wrong ledger i've got to get to the other one lads and he's like, he gets back and he's clicking through all the things he's like launch the nuclear missile ah it's it's time to one one try left oh no (laughs) (laughs) fuck he's like oh no it's not the main account on the ledger it's the secret account on the ledger i need to (laughs) unplug it and plug it back in and there's like all these generals around him sweating (laughs) no fighting the fray you you have to you really (laughs) I just I can't believe that you think they would have a ledger. They're gonna have their fucking password <laughs> written on the back of their hand. Oh, like, have you read? With, have you read like command and control? Password one a exclamation mark with a custodial key situation. No, no, it's way worse than that. For I think it was over fifteen <laughs> years, the U.S. Uh, Missile Command uh, left the Minuteman override password to be the default which i think was zero 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 <laughs> like it's a there's a there's a great book called command and control by eric schlosser which is all about essentially the near misses humanity had during the cold war and basically they had all of this theater and it turned out that the override was just like zero 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 and um like written on a post on the monitor <laughs> yeah i think the guy i think the guy wrote the book because uh, this was like I think even the t- early t- in the late two thousands maybe somebody got arrested in the states for having a pizza delivered to a nuclear missile silo, um, and they'd stuck a note on the door. <laughs> they left the silo open, and they'd stuck a note to the blast doors saying, "Oh, like leave the pizza downstairs in the, in the fucking atrium," because the guys were just like smoking weed and hanging out. 
because obviously the Cold War's over and they're just like, we don't need to do shit. So and it, and it, it provoked, obviously, the, the delivery driver who was like some fucking spotty teenager was just like, oh, oh, oh no, this is bad. And so they like called the police or whatever. He and narked. Then, <laughs> fucking kids these days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he knocked. Um, but yeah, I think that was why this journalist basically read this story and was like, this is wild. I wonder what morale's like in the Strategic Missile Corps. And then was like, oh, not good. And then was like, I wonder how many weird, like bad things have nearly happened in oh. history. And it's like, oh yeah, loads of yeah nuclear submarines where they're running Windows XP or whatever and all sorts of crazy shit. Good book, good book. Okay, but yeah, they, yeah. Yeah, they wouldn't run a DAO because that actually involves cryptography. <laughs> fuck that way too advanced way too much i think to your earlier point just about how like the system is run on social contracts is kind of why i think DAOs could run any type of organization like including including a nation state you know in a hundred years maybe not two years but like the laws are already encoded in like written text and then enforced by people and that's all just happening because we all agree and that could be done through a verifiable secure storage mechanism run on a blockchain run on whatever it's called in, in 20 years it's not well, do, actually you, do you even think there'll be nation states in in 100 years <laughs> there'll be amazon and everyone else oh god yeah, i don't know i mean it's yeah maybe to, to, yeah it's maybe. like the next step in globalization right i mean that'll happen when we have a uh you know interstellar adversary then we'll just they will have a... to unite or kill ourselves kill each other like yeah well like kind of two. a combination of localization and federalization seem like the tendency like they kind of seem like that's what's in the air do you know what i mean like that wherever you kind of look people are like organizing at a very local level or they're organizing at a the whole of europe like the like mm. If you look at like say like the the Green Party, it's literally like your fucking pretty much your postcode, like the smallest possible area you could possibly have in the UK politics, which is like a ward, very small. Well, obviously every part political party does that, but like the you know like all these kind of movements, the the grassroots bit is literally like it could be very very small, a couple of streets. Maybe it's always been like this for political movements. I don't know, or it's like yeah the size of a fucking continent and everybody focusing on policy so it, it does feel to me there's like some larger federal like back to the like what we were talking about earlier with like multilateralism right the the reason DAOs make sense is because a lot of the problem a lot of the problems we have in the world right now are multilateral like one country can't solve them on their own one group of people can't solve them on their own yeah and we don't act or interact with one another as just one pe person in one country anymore either because of the communication methods and that's all just like under the hood. That's all just like this kind of weird multilateral world we live in. And DAOs are also multilateral. I mean, look at how we're <clears throat> spread out. Uh, well, a couple of us are in the same country, but we're spread out. We're we're across the Atlantic, and we there isn't actually a, like it's, it was it was very hard for us to even try and get a handle on how the fuck we could work together in a way that wasn't illegal yeah. in some way. And even yeah. then, you're like not sure. And you're just like, fucking hell, man. Like, obviously, like, governments recognizing DAOs, fuck knows. Fuck knows when. Yeah. Who Whatever. Knows? But you are just like, literally, we're just trying to fucking launch a thing. Like, we have to organize to somehow. Yeah, exactly. We, we can't trust to... each other. Like, who the fuck knows? We can't actually trust each other. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. 
and, and you're just like, okay, well, this is a DAO. Like, I mean, like we make the joke on the show all the time. Like, is this a DAO? Yeah, there's a whole bunch of situations. Is this a DAO? Yeah, it's a DAO. I think yeah. that was actually like the second post on Hal from Schultze. Like, is this a, a DAO? That was a good post. <laughs> yep. I think Correct. that that standardization is like really key to DAOs. That like the the friction reduced by like the standardization of DAOs that like any any local DAO can interact with all the other DAOs that exist in the exact same way. There's no like communication issues. There's no platforms that they have to like migrate to, or it's just, it's all like the coordination cost is really minimal. Um, and I think that's what's going to be like the most significant factor in, in helping these organizations not suck, basically not, not run, not lose out because they like have to scale or, or like get big and get bloated and, institutional you know growth i think that's that's actually my earlier point about github that was kind of where i was heading is that like this is like one of my favorite tech companies like i feel like they're really doing good for the world um and i like didn't like working there not because they are bad or because the people i worked with were bad they were amazing because the institution just has this friction that has emerged because now there are two thousand people that have to make a fuck ton of money and then it and then it's hard. And then just over time, it's just, yeah. Yeah. But are you just talking about the natural cycle of things, right? Like that's a, a thing is born. It grows a bit. It grows too big. It dies, you know, or, or sometimes it lingers on forever, like fucking corporations where they just keep buying up new ones. But, right. But, you know, that's like the nature of institutions, isn't it? That they accumulate shit until they're no longer fit for service. And maybe that's what, maybe back to the, you know, joke, right. tr- shit, shit posting. Are we going to have nation states? But, but equally, are, are they experiencing right. the same thing? Like, I don't know. Structural. That just that sounds to me like a structural issue that like is unsustainable. Like, is that a cycle that we like want to continue? Does that well, have to happen? I just mean, I think it's inevitable. Like in the words That's, of Jeff Rosenstock, nothing's forever, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I have a public about this. Yeah, the last I think one, it's like, hard if the public institutions all are going to run into that. Like we went to Berkeley and it was like, it's just becoming increasingly a shit show. And it's like not really okay if all of the things we funnel money into will eventually just collapse if they're serving good for a lot of people. But it's okay because like, you know, people, you know, there's there's good folks and there's bad folks and there's people in between and people muddle along and they make new things and some things are better and some things are worse. And that's like all of human history, you know, like you just got to yeah. try and not be a prick. Um, unless people really fucking are being an asshole and they deserve it. Like not being a prick is great, except for like Nazis, like the Nazis. I think you're allowed to be a prick to the Nazis. Like you probably do want to go and shoot some Nazis, but like most other people, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I I think to your point too, like I agree that these things we're describing with like organizations, organizations that like grow and then like fail to like become less efficient. Like, that's not unique. Like that'll certainly happen with DAOs. Like it's happening with DAOs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's my true. um my sort of reason I think so then so then that's like we're kind of if 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 this is worth trying, we have to find like structural reasons that DAOs might be different than existing systems. And I think in my mind the the two the two like structural advantages that DAOs have over other systems is the first one, which I think you articulated really well earlier about um the internet and how they're 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 not geographically bound they they map well to how we currently work in a ways that existing institutions don't and the second one being that DAOs can innovate very quickly 
you know, compared to something like an LLC or a C corp, those do not change fast. And things that are enforced by a legal system, like have this very like slow process by which they're instituted. But, you know, like without out, like wind, you know, uses our contracts and writes their own gauges proposal module. It can just like try that. You know, I think sure. that's, but, but that's just because, structural. But, you know, that's just because we're, we're early, isn't it? Like at, at some point, like it will get regulated and then there will be, there will be friction in making a DAO. And then it comes back to mm. like, at, at that point, the DAO is useful because there is no other logical way of organizing a bunch of nerds on the internet, right? That's the <laughs> right, and then so then the second point matters. Yeah, right. But but but, yeah. but to your point, like you know, the, now is the time to try it. You know, precisely because try yeah. it when you're not going to get fucking busted for trying it, right? Yeah, try uh, try it while that first structure while that's fun to try it, right? Speed actually exists. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. then it's going to be interesting, like you kind of like down the, the line and like, let's say, you know, something like Juno, where it's now being devolved to sub DAOs and things, you're like, will that fucking model scale? Like it's, it's probably yeah. likely yeah. that, okay, prediction, it doesn't scale because, and it's nothing to do with the tech. It's to do with either the people or the politics or the tensions or somebody yeah. doesn't like somebody and that undermines one of them. And then it all, cause it's always that shit, isn't it? Like, yeah. but, but like I, the humanity, the humanity comes in. It's the human bit, isn't it? It's the, it's the, it's, the, fuck it's, it's all the, it's all the meaty users. It's the problem between the keyboard and the chair that's the, uh, that's going to fuck you. Well, as much as the bugs and smart contracts that sometimes get you, <laughs> but you never know when that's coming for you. It's like, um, yeah. it's like the joke in Black Adder where he writes that he he writes his name on a bullet because he's like, oh, they say there's a bullet out there with your name on it. It's it's in set in the First World War, and it's like, well, I, th- I figured if I own the bullet. I'm not going to shoot myself and his friends are like, Oh, it's a shame. Um, but <laughs> I can't remember where I was going with that, but, um, it's a good joke though. It's a good joke. It's a good joke. <laughs> it's a good joke. Um, something, 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 you never know what's gonna, yeah. You never know where the bugs, the bug with your name on it is. Yeah. That was where I was going with that. It's waiting out there. You just, it's waiting it out there. you just don't know about it yet. Um, but yeah, so like what, so, I mean, other than the public keys and stuff, like, other than watching presumably some hilarious absolute shit show that will come down because like dow dow the drama of cosmos has not hit dow dow at some at some point something chaos is going to happen but like at at the moment it definitely feels like it's still a project where you guys are putting in a load of time and effort and stuff and people are aware of it and the use cases are like people are starting to use it in the large that's starting to happen with Juno and the sub towers. That's starting to happen with wind. You already mentioned, um, you know, Neutron is running all their governance on data. Yeah. Several of the other chains in cosmos are running the governance on doubt out. We obviously, you know, want to look at doing a cosmos SDK chain, uh, sorry, CW SDK chain, uh, with doubt out as, as the gov module and stuff. And that's like fucking way off in the future. And then there's like, well, you know, plug, Howl is obviously like first class <laughs> user of a DAO. It's it's pretty tightly. I mean, it's a it's a social platform so tightly integrated with DAO DAO that it physically does not work. There's loads of things about it that are just flat broken, <laughs> unless you have a DAO to run the fucking thing. Uh, <laughs> I, and actually, there's there's a few. Well, there's a few other things as well. Like the the way it's built with like the moderation system and stuff has like an escape hatch out to make a DAO override essentially a multi sig. And I think in yeah, you know, if if that platform goes anywhere or if it gets taken forward in time, like 
that's again obvious stuff where with the newer features in DowDow, you would go, okay, well, are these sub DAOs? Are they committees? What are they? And then, and if there's one place where everything is going to fucking burn down, it would be moderation. That is the <laughs> <laughs> that's the one where everything goes to fuck, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Please do that as much as possible on DowDow. Like, really, the harder, most legally challenging moderation. Like, bring right. it on, man. <laughs> I'm, you know, 23, just got out of college. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Just. <laughs> yeah. That's one of the things in in crypto, isn't it? It's just like the any week where you don't have to have any, you don't have to say the word legal is a good week. <laughs> um but do you think there's, I mean, there's also, so just literally thinking about something that uh, um, I remember from with, with Jake some time ago is like a, going to this talk about how um, essentially like in various different scenarios, humans automatically organize into like these kind of, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like kind of concentric circles of, of size for different types of organization. Mm. Uh, I don't think they were... I guess they, you know what, because everything in nature is Fibonacci. I bet it is. I remember it's like one, three, but obviously Fibonacci is one, one, isn't it? But, you know, it's like roughly one, then roughly three, then I think either five or 10, then something, then something, then 100, then 150, I think. I think 150 is the maximum social grouping, Mm. uh, like typically that humans can sustain. Because I think think after about 200, you can't even remember people's faces. Like our, yeah, brains, like our brains aren't programmed to track all those people's lives. People. I think it's like more than 150 and you, 150, yeah, that's you can't, number. you can't, um, imagine that people have an inner world. So they're just <laughs> like a meat puppet. Like it's like, it's a literal, like a mental block in yeah. our brains. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah. I, I feel that every day. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, but that's sorry. Frank, did, did you say like, that was memory? A- because like you, you've got one and the two inner circles are one and three. And hey, like every modern military is organized around fire teams of three or four people, right? They they all converged on that. Hmm. The Frey, because, did you say that was a, a Fibonacci's thing? Well, that is, is isn't the dun- Fibonacci. The Dunbar I'm number? showing my ignorance of mathematics here in my humanities degree, but isn't it one one? It's the Dunbar three, number. Five? Yeah, one, yeah, one, yeah. Five, but the yeah. amount of people you can remember is the Dunbar number, not. Wait, wait. How do, you know the, how do you how do you know what that's called? Because it comes up all the time. <laughs> oh yeah, wait, that's totally uh, does it come up all the time? It comes <laughs> up all the time. It's like I'm talking about this every day. Yeah, well, I mean, if you listen to the Joe Rogan podcast, it does anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not fucking Fibonacci number. <laughs> Dunbar number is how many people live within a thousand miles of null. <laughs> that's, why, that's why that's why it comes up all the time it's either one one three or five <laughs> it's 150 people within a thousand miles yeah something like that um was like you know the isle of man's like a really really small island uh i, I know some people this, this came up with tax evasion the other week i think i know some people that live there and it's literally like it's a, a country right and the population is like i don't know the, the four streets around me <laughs> kind of thing a large high school yeah yeah exactly well there's some of those pacific islands same thing they're absolutely tiny like mm-hmm. somewhere like rarotonga it's like twelve thousand people they have a jail that's like two rooms <laughs> <laughs> looks like zeke's closet no bond there no bond <laughs> uh 
Oh, yeah, we haven't been drinking beer for Dow this episode. Uh, it's, it's, it's not it's not fun when you're not winding up, Jake. Somebody just said in the chat, <laughs> why are you guys not drinking beer every time <laughs> Dow gets said? It's no fun if you're not winding I feel up. Like, I feel like Jake just dropped in and then fucked off real quick. Yeah, As he does. Just as he does, it's like they're not they're not calling him an asshole. So he's like he's like I'm public out. relations disaster averted. An asshole. <laughs> <laughs> it can go back so to what getting reasonably close to uh, you know hour and a half. Did we want to um, touch on alliance, Frey, before we uh, you know get to the end, or do we want to ignore oh. that part of the spreadsheet? Oh, it's in the spreadsheet. It is. Okay, cool. Yeah, uh, I'm just going to read directly from the spreadsheet. Alliance. What the fuck is it? <laughs> Is it? <laughs> yeah, so what the fuck so, is it? So, well, so as far as I know, wow. and uh, I, I did recently attend a meeting, um, it is basically, it's a module for, for the SDK, and it allows uh, token holders of other networks to then come and stake tokens. For example, like Terra, come and stake some Terra tokens to validators on Juno, for example, but yeah, obviously there's more to it than that. The the uh, you know the the stakers of Juno can um, determine through governance how much of the uh, inflation or the rewards that they want to distribute to each one of the other participants. So um, it's it's mesh security, but not with the smart contract, but written as a module. Is that what it well, is? That's what it sounds like. It is. I, no, see, I don't. No, it's not because Wait, is it a DAO? Is this a DAO? It's not a DAO. There's, a so, as far as I can tell, there is no um, effect on security because it doesn't contribute towards your VP per block if people delegate to you over oh. alliance. So, so where do the rewards come from? Yeah, what's the point then? So. So the the rewards is the distribution of the staking rewards. So I mean, that's the, what is the point? Uh, it is. Do they get a, part of the mint? Wait, is it? What is the point? So it's like osmosis. It gets part of the mint. Liquidity yeah. incentives, kind of thing. They'll incentivize you to stake on the network to secure it more. What? Well, I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't secure it. Is the thing. It it's, doesn't secure it. It's right? more that's like uh, it doesn't. No. Yeah. So well, so far as I can tell. So what it does is I, I think it's like supposed to be, you know, like a, a buddy, buddy, um, you know, circle you stake on ours. <laughs> yeah. You stake. stake on ours. We'll stake on yours. Type it's thing. a circle stake. It's definitely a circle stake. That's a definition of a circle. So if it doesn't add to VP, so, but they still get part of the mint, how would they get part of the mint if they're not helping secure the network? That doesn't make any sense to me. So I guess what happens is that through governance, and the module, the native module, you um, vote on how much you want to distribute of the um, inflation to, for example, the Terra stakers on on Juno. So, you know, it might be 10%, right? So 10% mm -hmm. gets cut off and it goes to and gets distributed among the stakers from Terra who are staking that IBC Terra token to Juno validators, for example. So it's a network. It's a network incentive to be able to build visibility to a new network from an existing network, right? Like, because there'd be no other. Yeah. There's no other value other than if, if there's no security implication, then it it's 
is is it not just masturbation? <laughs> <laughs> like it serves no purpose. Is it is it a market? It's a marketing spend. Is this masturbation? <laughs> it 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 definitely <laughs> seems as though it is a marketing thing. Yeah, and it seems like it would benefit uh, networks of lower economic value. Yeah. It seems like it's it seems like it's a way to be able to build visibility. Like it's an incentive of some sort, right? Like you're using it as a way to I don't know. Is well for example is it bidirectional or does it pull towards the center of gravity? So if for example, um, you know, uh, say I don't know, Carbon implemented it and Terra implemented it, then people on carbon could stake carbon on Terra and people on Terra could stake Terra on carbon. And then, you know, they might distribute part of the rewards to each of the network. So it's it's a weird way, like, you know, on the reciprocal network, you can earn their rewards token. So I guess you're carrying a price risk on one while receiving rewards on another with a different risk profile is the way I could see it. But So, so it is it is literally mesh without it is mesh without the security part. So it is just yeah. circle staking. Yeah. But I, I don't see like, you know, my own opinion is I don't see why you'd want to carry the risk of the token value or like, I don't see why, what are you, uh, you know, no, 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 has never been, I don't see why you You're would want to, to yeah, you fucking always talking over me. I don't see why the, the, um, there's the holders of Juno, for example, would want to just give 10% of the staking rewards, which they're taking the price risk on holding their Juno and staking right. and give them to another network's stakers. Like, you know, for example, like what if you, I don't know if, if um, what about when the USDC uh, ICS network comes, right? And then people are like, yeah, we want to integrate with that. And then, You've got people who are holding a stable with no interest in the network or price risk whatsoever, earning rewards from, you know, Juno or Terra inflation. Like it doesn't, you're not invested in the network. Then why should you like receive the rewards? It's it's a strange concept, which maybe I don't fully understand what's going on there. But um, if anyone else could like put some positive spin, I'd be interested to hear it. Well, equally, as I was saying, like when has Terra ever been, you know, volatile in price? That it seems like there's no risk to me. Yeah, man, yeah. it's practically a stable, right? Yeah, exactly. Basically, basically <laughs> a stable much. coin. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, I mean, so, so, the, so the next one on the list is Comet BFT. <laughs> oh, right. The artist formerly known as Tendermint. Mm-hmm. I made that joke last week, but I, I felt like I wanted to resuscitate that. Yeah. Just get it one more last hurrah with it. <laughs> Look, we've already we're already passed the point of circle staking here. <laughs> um, so right, yeah, the Dex, the Dex so, prop on Juno then. Dex prop. Oh yeah. So well, I think yeah, it's like, hopers, right? Yeah. Is this this is like the hopers? Is this the hopers and the well? Because this one I think is more about this is Null's opinion corner on providing liquidity incentives from the community pool right because there's there's a bunch of funds that are left over from prop uh prop 14 i want to say which was originally juno swap incentives and i think there was a move to put them towards wind and then hopers were like no it should be split between our very low liquidity decks and this other decks 
which I mean, I don't I think it go. should go back to. I think those incentives should go yep. back to the community pool and these fucking DEXs should stand on their own two feet with their shit coin. And that's why it was on the spreadsheet, folks. <laughs> clip, Done. clip clip, that for the YouTube shorts. <laughs> Done. That's, that's yeah, no I'm decided. I mean, look, going, going straight after like, you know, um, staking rewards is, I, I think you need to like develop your, your platform off your own two feet first before you start like trying to bootstrap it with tokens from other interests like i don't maybe maybe the juno holders might want to like if it becomes a popular dex with some amount of liquidity like maybe there is some call to have like some additional liquidity incentives to boost it but i mean is there there an argument that the main pool on it let's say is 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 like juno wind let's say and that in order to compete with established dexes in the space and make a bet on a Cosmwasm dex, being able to out iterate them, there is a, a ta- there is like a a, a a speculative financial move to say, oh, we'll, we'll you know we'll fund this because we want to see it used and we want it to get mind share and use that for marketing and then use that to then make its inroads and then you know whatever because like I mean. I guess you know it boils down to whether you think that it matters that the DEX is on the same chain that you want to launch decentralized applications on, right? Because if the answer is no, you just use Osmosis. If the answer is yes, then you want a DEX on Juno, right? So I think there should be multiple DEXs, but I also think they should grow with their community um, and you know develop themselves without outside um, value pumping them up so i like you know that the biggest beneficiary of outside incentives coming in to a um a dex is the the main pairing token right whoever holds uh, a lot of the main pairing token is the main beneficiary to any outside incentives because they use those incentives to increase the um the liquidity of the pools right and whether you're increasing the, let's just call the the native DEX token X, right? So whether it's Juno X, Osmo X, bloody, um, you know, stars to X, all of those pools are all paired with X. And then as you increase the, the liquidity in each of those pools, it increases the depth for that X token, right? And so the, the biggest beneficiary is that X token. So I think that people who want that like you know the, the people who are most interested in making that deck successful are the people who ho- hold that x token and i think they should be footing the bill for making it popular not the holders of other tokens from pools right but if that's a brand new dex a brand new token the token might they should be worth fuck all and so they could rub all of their pennies together and come up with jack shit right so the way that um people in the part well networks in the past try to build their liquidity is by giving away their token to people in the hope that they'll pair it and provide liquidity um, to get the incentives. But I mean, the whole model is just a little bit unsustainable uh, for the most part. And you really need the, the only way they survive is popularity and features, right? So people will just accept that base token as the pairing token. If you have a good, UI, UX, features, speed, 
like if it's convenient to go and use that dex then people will want to use that dex right but if if you're non-competitive in that sense and you're just trying to increase your value of your dex with external incentives then you're not doing a good job so osmosis is a reasonably pleasant place to do business in terms of swaps right so that's where people gravitate to it was the first and it, it is a pretty smooth experience it's fast um you know it has relatively few issues and people are going to want to use that and then as more people come and use that then they generate more value out of um fees for the um you know staking pools and stuff like that whereas other dexes that are trying to bootstrap need to i think concentrate on the ui and ux experience first before they start trying to increase their liquidity depth um or trying to like increase the value otherwise they're really just you know trying to increase the value of their token to i don't know whether whether they're trying to like just increase the depth of their token so they can sell some or whether they're trying to be able to sell some for development reserves or something like that to improve their decks. Like, unless that's really clear, I, I think that just being a dex and asking for incentives is a little bit, um, yeah, unclear in intention and potentially disingenuous. 